Welcome to the Firearm Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Today, we'll be talking about the adaptive shooting program from the NRA. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Head on over to their website, FTA Protect, to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Barrel Block. Listen, if you are tuning into this podcast, I assume you've heard of Barrel Block. It's the industry standard for safe, dry fire practice and classroom demos with a real firearm. Barrel Block prevents negligent discharges and eliminates training scars. I love using Barrel Block with students because it's safe and puts everyone at ease. When installed, and remember, no tools or disassembly required to use them, everyone in the room or on the firing line can see that the firearm is safe and inert. Plus, given the price, I can't imagine a firearm instructor who wouldn't have one in their classroom gear and one at home for personal dry fire use. Pick yours up today and enjoy a special offer for listeners of this podcast at blocksafety.com and use code INSTRUCTOR20 for a 20% off discount. That's B-L-O-K safety.com. Today, we are joined by Dr. Joe Logar from the NRA Community Engagement Division. Welcome, Joe, and thanks for your time. Well, thank you, sir. I've been excited about doing this since you uh, first talked to me. What was it? Uh, two years ago, was it? Annual meeting? Uh, it was it was an annual meeting. We've gone yeah. back and forth a little bit there, and we finally got, got you on the, on the calendar to talk about this, and it's uh, really, really great because as I sh- was sharing with uh, Dr. Joe before this, episode i just recently uh completed my nra uh, concealed carry instructor certification and the students the other instructors that were there myself were all uh experienced instructors i guess that's a good Season. way of putting it <laughs> Season, <yes. laughs> and and it was one of those things to where we, we kept talking you know helping each other and making suggestions and dr joe kept coming coming up all the time and from that uh, situation where we had people from probably 40 to 70 uh, that were you know, becoming nice. certified instructors, you could see we all had challenges one way or the other. Somebody had, okay, you know, had a little arthritis in the hand. Somebody else had, you know, a little bit slower. Somebody else had eyes that weren't as good as they, they, that they used to be. And we were all able to overcome those limitations, but it also reminded me I need to get Joe on the podcast to talk about this because <laughs> many people hear about Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe comes up on Facebook and conversations with uh, other instructors about how do we adapt a course to meet um, you know, somebody who has certain limitations. And we've, we're very fortunate to have you on the show today, Joe, to talk to us and give us a little bit of uh, background of what what adaptive shooting is and how you fit into that well sure uh yeah i was i came on board in 2015 it was like early summer i think june um i'd been practicing i'm I'm practicing pt i still practice um got my doctorate from here in virginia and got my undergrad there in west virginia if you if you hear a little southern there some people say it sounds southern i don't know um but i i came on board and at the time they were looking for somebody for the disabled shooting program uh, that had been a program that's been here since I want to say the 70s, possibly been around for a while. And it was ran by a great guy, Dave Baskin. And then he retired. And then another lady, I want to say Vanessa Rogers, don't quote me on the last name, but she took it over and she ran it for a while. And then I believe she retired. 
And then they decided to take a little different direction because both of them had like competitions background. So they, uh, the powers that be here at the NRA had what I think is a genius idea. They decided to come at it from a little bit of a different angle. Instead of the competition side, they wanted a, a broader reach. So they wanted someone with some rehab background. And I saw the posting and I applied and I came for the interview. And it's funny in the interview, I always say this is where I got the job, I think. But uh, in the interview, I changed the name from the disabled shooting program to the adaptive shooting program because that to me was just the only way to go. Uh, disabled to me, just it, it was it was very limiting, very restricting, where adaptive just opens doors. You know? mm -hmm. It brings the wrong connotation to what, what, to what you're trying to do. Exactly. And so I, I, I hit the ground running in 2015. And uh, now I am a program of one. So usually when I'm doing uh, one thing, I'm uh, not doing another thing. But so far, I, we've managed to launch a lot of things, uh, touch a lot of places. Um, it's now being from because I was education and training until last week now and in, in community engagement. Now I think I'll even have a little bit further reach because they cover clubs, ranges, uh, Eddie Eagle, those programs. So I think my reach will just expand, actually. That'll be really good. And I know some of the things that you were able to get done in just the last couple of years has been there's more adaptive shooting information in the, in the trainer's guide for NRA instructors oh, yeah. that go through the BIT. <laughs> Plus, there's also um, there's a whole section in the training counselor's guide now that you help to uh, program to go along and get them uh, – Trainer, training counselors to understand what the adaptive program is all about. Oh yeah. Um, I'm working with Marty Sprick who took that over in the last, I think last year mm -hmm. um, we put in an adaptive considerations module, which I do on the Thursday mornings of the, of the weekend of the four day weekend TC course. And that we're going to expand that to include some of the content that I, that I presented at the last personal protection expo, which was the, uh, the adaptive equation. I don't know if you got a chance to catch that, but we're going to bring that, uh, some aging defender stuff. We're going to bring it all together and put it into formally into the, uh, the basic instructor training as well this year. And that, that, and that's great because I think as most instructors out there, it's great when you go along and you've got the young students that can do mm -hmm. everything get down yep. the ground you can you, they shoot fast they they shoot well you know good accuracy yep. but then once you get away from it you know how do you how do you deal with the aging eyes how do you deal right. with the arthritis or the limited hand strength or you know they've got shoulder injuries or you've got a veteran that is missing you know a limb right. something along those lines or somebody who's been in a wheelchair all these yep. people can take advantage of the shooting sports and be able to defend themselves but at the same time, is, are they going to do the same way as, as I would, who, you know, I've got all both hands and both legs and they work fairly well? Um, probably not. And that's where yeah. the adaptive program, knowing where to find the information is extremely, uh, extremely important. Yeah. yeah. And one thing you, you mentioned the CCW course, uh, did you guys move the same on day two as you did on day one? <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's something no one thinks about is on these, on these multi-day courses too, is, uh, some of the things you might have shrugged off day one, when you wake up that second morning, sometimes they're, they, they speak a little louder to you. Yep. <laughs> and that's something else. <laughs> We're not as long as we, we used to be, Joe. I can tell you that. <laughs> no. And I know that. The only reason I know that is because I've been through that course. It's an excellent course. But I will say by day two, I was, I was aware I was doing something. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, for our listeners out there, what does adaptive shooting cover overall? 
Well, the way I like to, and then it's going to sound like a PC answer, so you're going to have to let me flesh it out a little bit, is I like to just say it covers people of all abilities. Because what happens, like when I first make the elevator pitch, everybody's mind goes to the obvious, like you had mentioned, folks who've had amputations or folks that use wheelchairs or, or things like that. I think it needs to go, it needs to be broader than that. Yes, those, those people are out there, they are, and we love them and, and we're glad they're there. But it also covers the, like you said, vision changes. That's happening to all of us. Um, arthritic changes. Arthritis is the most widespread cause of disability in the United States. That's, it's every year, like twice the population of Texas is, is diagnosed with some form of arthritis. So it's serious. Um, then you get endurance issues, like, like we talked about day two. Uh, that's what I want the adaptive program to hit all of these things. Uh, if, if we were to just pigeonhole a few things, I, I think we'd be short selling our members. We'd be short selling the community by, by a huge margin. If we just said, no, no, we only work on and flagged our, our pet projects. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to cover as many as possible because even you had mentioned those enthusiastic 20 year olds that can, you know, take a beating and still keep going. I tell you what, they, they will start very soon needing to do things differently too <laughs> it's not all that we think of mm -hmm. you know <laughs> so that, that's it's it's like a non-answer in a way but but it's 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 how i want the program to grow mm -hmm. well i think from my own experience I've, I've seen oh this summer i was in a course uh law enforcement course and i was actually there with some 20 somethings and i thought they would be able be able to go along and just blaze away uh mm -hmm. at against the clock but guess yeah. what they were actually slower because the way they were doing things and i was trained a little differently and i was yeah. actually the second fastest shooter in the class there which <laughs> out, out of 18, 18 people um you know i don't pride myself on being the fastest shot i'm a good shot but not the fastest i was pretty amazed at that that the 20 somethings were not um you know faster because the two fasters were me and a 50 year old so, nice. you know, but yeah. both of, you know both of us were uh, you know on the second half of, of uh, our life but yeah. at the same time it, it does go along and show you that even what you would assume sometimes is not going to be the reality and you've right. got to be you got to keep that open mind as an instructor because you're not trying to go along build them into one shape you're trying to make that person be as successful as they can with what they have right and once you start thinking once you start looking for opportunities to adapt things you'll see them everywhere mm -hmm. um, i think sometimes we we talked about this before we went on here how sometimes safety is there and it kind of stymies a little bit of creativity. But once you start looking for ways to adapt and stay safe, you'll just see it everywhere. And, and so many people will be able to use it. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Well, and I think when it comes to safety, yeah, we can't compromise it, but mm -hmm. if we really look at it, we can teach people how, how to shoot, um, you know, that, mm -hmm. that are, you know, have problems with, you know, mobility. They yep. have limbs or they have, um, you know, dexterity problems, uh, different things along those lines. And it really takes a good instructor to be able to go along and say, Hey, you might not be able to do it this way, but guess what? We can do it. We can do it this way and be just as safe. Right. That, well, that's that a hallmark of a great instructor. I think somebody who can make that student successful given the limitations that, that uh, they have. 
Yeah, well, that was part of the, uh, I called it the adaptive equation for personal protection, is I talked about the difference between a good instructor and a great instructor, and you just hit it. A good instructor knows their material inside and out. A great instructor can adapt that material to everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, I broke it down because what I found out is, is I was, I was approaching my students with the CCW class, actually, the same way I was approaching my patients and my like pre-med students and my, my clinical students. And I came up with this, literally, it's an equation of the little bubbles, like, okay, you first go to this step, this step, this step. It's the whole, you know, teach a man to fish thing. Instead of say, hey, you can adapt ABC. No, no, no. Let's think about how you can adapt and then you can do it, come up with a thousand more things than I could ever think of. You know, so mm -hmm. it's about how you think about it. Well, just like we were talking about, you know, there's so many different uh, challenges, you know, that mm -hmm. can be, that can be adapted. And, you know, we see that with youth, you know, that we have to adapt things a little bit. We see it with, you know, people that are aged and coming around and be able to be that instructor can go along and say, hey, you know, youth isn't going to have a, isn't going to be able to shoot a full size shotgun. So give them right. a youth model of it. Same yeah. type, some type of adaptivity when it comes to somebody who has a, a grip problem. Maybe they, maybe they need a pistol grip shotgun. Not just right. your normal, you know, uh, straight stock type of, of shotgun, and exactly. you know, all, the, all a little bit of leverage. Yeah, mm -hmm. capitalize on what leverage they do have. Yeah, yep. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are there are there uh, what what are some of the special things that you found to uh, help people uh, or help instructors different different products and things like that? Well, now we did put a product an adaptive product list on the um, the adaptive shooting website. And the reason I put that there is because those are the ones that I'm often referring people out to. And one of the big ones, there's a company called Be Adaptive and they're in the Midwest. I'm not exactly, I don't remember where, but I've spoken to them a couple times and they have these, um, these rigs that you can mount to wheelchairs and it helps support the weight of a firearm. And uh, so people can use them for hunting, for target practice. Uh, I was always referring people to them. Uh, I, I've heard of people using their units for um, for clay and like skeet shooting and things, but I, I, I don't, I haven't watched it or seen it, but I've heard that they can. Um, so be adaptive is a big one. And then Moby Matt was one that I talked about at the um, at the annual meeting that, that you were at. Mm -hmm. That's a it's a rollout ground covering that allows now. Again, this is one where people go straight to, oh, people who use wheelchairs can use this to, to get over like mud, rocks, grass. Well, it's not just that. It's anyone who, you know, possibly you use a walker or a cane. Uh, or if you have balance issues stemming from a stroke or something mm -hmm. like that, it just levels the ground. It literally levels the ground and gives you a consistent surface with really good traction because it's made out of like recycled plastic. Um, and it covers the ground and you can lay it out in any kind of configuration because it comes in rolls and you can just make pathways anywhere you want to go. Uh, so those are two of the big, big products. Ranges are usually the ones I, I refer to the, to the Moby mat and then individuals off to, to be adaptive. Yeah. And I think that those Moby maps are pretty amazing when you think about it, because we've all been on ranges. Very few of them are nice, flat surfaces. <laughs> right. You know, they've, they've all got, you know, some kind of gravel, sand, something in them. Yeah. Because, okay, they want, that helps control the ricochets. But at the same time, if you are in a wheelchair, or like you said, you've got balance issues, all of a sudden having some un, unlevel surface there makes it extremely difficult for that student 
to be able to go back and forth and get their targets. Now, yes, exactly. you could always have somebody run down and get their targets. But as shooters, we know there's a certain sense of satisfaction. You're walking down to the target right. and, you're, yeah. <laughs> and you're saying, oh, oh, look at that. I, I got them. They're, yeah. Both, you know, the shots are touching. I, I hit the bullseye, uh -huh. you know, all those types of things. And that's, you know, kind of the psychological side of it where, you know, instructors, you know, they want to encourage those students to do yeah. better. Or even calling your flyers. I know I'm, I'm for that. The closer I get, go, oh, man, I remember, I remember pushing that one off or whatever. And you got that one mm -hmm. flyer. Uh, yeah, and then you throw in the elements too. Now these ranges, you get a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow. You know, they can get really treacherous sometimes. And that's another thing about it. it sounds like I'm I'm a Moby Mat rep, but it's even designed to let like the any kind of precipitation or anything go through it, so it stays dry. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's it's definitely a product to to look look into. If it's for range owners mostly. Like I said. Yeah, it's not the type you're gonna haul around in the back end of your car. No, you'd be a, you would be a dedicated uh, person. I'll tell you, I'll say that. <laughs> yep. That would be uh, really good. Um, are there products for like rifle and pistol shooting that, uh, that you've seen people adapt with? Well, I've, there's a lot of rests. Um, we have in the, uh, the range in a box program, we use rests and I want to say it's McFarland machine company out of Pennsylvania. I can send you a link that you can, if you want to later. I'm, I'm looking at the range in the box and I'll include, um, I'm looking at the website right now and I'll include the link in the show notes also. So people can go along and yeah. look at this information because it is, uh, there's too much there to go, go into the, right. the episode. But at the <laughs> yeah. same time, it gives you definitely search, it starts wheels turning about what you could do in a class or in yeah. a competition to make it make uh, more accessible. Yeah. And if it, and like we had talked about, if it just gives you the idea and you look around and go, well, Hey, you know what? I don't have that specific piece of equipment, but I do have, and you can come up with something that's safe and effective. I'm all for it. Go for mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't have to spend money. Yep. I mean, we're, we're all instructors. We, we know mm -hmm. what's safe, what's not safe. And we can go along and say, okay, we can adjust this weekend. You know, maybe our, maybe our club can't pour in a, brand new concrete or blacktop right. all the way to the range, but we can come up with an idea of how we can go along and, and do something. Yeah. You know, yep. Maybe, maybe it's as simple as just packing down the gravel. So, you know, exactly. it's easy, easy to roll over and yeah. not have the loose gravel, but and you I know, will say, Oh, sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. I was gonna say, I will say, uh, if you've ever sat through any of my seminars or presentations, I always ask for pictures and videos. If you come up with ideas, please send them to me. Cause, <laughs> cause I, I learned from, I learned from the stuff people send me. Mm-hmm. And we'll include your email address, adaptive shooting at nrahq.org uh, in yes, the show sir. notes also, so Thanks. that people can send those uh, videos over for it. All right. um, so far, we've talked about doing it in a class and such. Uh, are there, what's out there if we're going along doing a, a competitive uh, situation? We're running, running a uh, competition. Well, I know of one um, holster system, well, two actually, that, uh, that mount to wheelchairs. Uh, that's um, Scott Works. That's on the adaptive product list as well. And one from CompTAC. I, I know the Scott Works was specifically, it's been featured in a lot of competitions. And I believe, I believe the gentleman who designed it, I believe he, he was a competitor himself. Um, so that's definitely out there. Um, then again, I touch on the, the Moby mat. I like it because you can make the, the range, the, uh, the course of fire, the way you can set it up. It's modular. You can make any course of fire you want. 
Um, those are, those are good for competition. And then uh, that's where our instructors come in the on the ground. Hey, let's work with guys. That's where our instructors come in too. If they know what event you're going for and you can talk abilities, then the sky's the limit there. You know, I've heard all kinds of, of things um, mounting um, um, magazines on, on, belts in such a way that a person with one arm can just slam the 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 pistol on it and pick up the mag and go and they're they're all out there they're all out there i'm I'm looking through some of the options on the adaptive shooting website i noticed that they've got the adaptive hunting database which is Mm -hmm. uh, really interesting and then you've got a whole adaptive product database that you can go along and take a look at to see you know what do you need to you know be be successful with it yeah. Hunting was one of those things. I grew up in West Virginia and it was just something we all did, you know? And, uh, um, I mean, when I, it's funny, I think of Thanksgiving, I don't, I don't think of the, the Turkey and all that. I think of the, the first week of deer season because <laughs> that's <laughs> what it was when I grew up. And, um, and so when, when we got the chance to, to put together some stuff for hunting, that was, we jumped on that. Um, and you'd be surprised how many of those companies have came back and thanked us for doing that. And now they're starting to work with each other. Uh, track chair, which I think may be the first one on the list, makes the uh, that all-terrain wheelchair. They've now reached out to be adaptive, as I understand it, and they're doing some collaborative stuff because they were on that list together. So now it's it's like a little community, um, and that just made my day when when they emailed me that. That was that's the kind of thing that that I come to work for every day. Yeah, well, it's a lot of, you know, what we're doing this podcast for and things like that is to make people aware of what's available. And by putting, listing people and their products next to one another, it's like, well, if I'm building the all-terrain wheelchair from Action Track Chair and you got Be Adaptive doing the firearm rest and like, why don't we work together and try to figure out how we can make a rifle rest or quicker and easier to mount? or exactly. you know e- easier you know there's a left hand or a right hand version or whatever variations exactly. there are you know just like there are for everybody else like hey to make a new holster this way it's got to fit the gun you've got to you got to know that it's coming so you can go along and make the adaptations for it and exactly. be ready for, ready for the market exactly i love i love every day i tell you i love every day of this <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's a quite a bit of information here uh, too bad we don't have more time to go over each and every little piece there because uh Range in the box is a really good uh, piece, you know, for those people that want to put a, put on a range someplace. For um, mm-hmm. and that's uh, if I remember right, that's that's one that you can literally put it up in a hotel room, right? Well, now that predates me. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, I inherited that program when I came on board, and it used to be um, two huge crates that that would be shipped out to anyone. All they had to do is verify, hey, you know what, I'm running an event for people with disabilities. And we had some air rifles and all that stuff. Now, the, the newer one, what happened was all those products were donated. And then they met their lifespan. You know, they were well used, well loved, but it was time to, to send them out to pasture. So we repopulated with newer stuff. And now the last one, it's a little bit bigger because we have a, a range, a Crossman tent, basically is what it is. And I, I want to say it's it's 10 by... 10 by 20, I think in, in dimensions, I believe. Um, you may be looking at it there on the site. Um, yeah, and it doesn't, doesn't give dimensions, so. Yeah, it's pretty big. Uh, so I, I don't know if you could run that in, a, in like a, a conference room or anything, but, but certainly, certainly 
um, parking lot, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And put up some, some hay bales as a backstop and just let it go. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be uh, really good for, you know, youth programs or different, different people just to give them exposure to it. You know, if you can't, if you don't have a firearm range someplace nearby, this could be something really good to, you know, do out in the parking lot of your Cabela's or Bass Pro or, you know, right. your, even even your church, you know, if they wanted to go along and sponsor Certainly. a program along these lines and would, wouldn't have to worry about, um, you know, necessarily the, you know, firearm issue around it. Yeah. So that's now, really- I did have a, a little surprise late last year as I was going to ship it to uh, a place in New Jersey. And then I found out that uh, I almost got in trouble because you can't, as I understand it, I couldn't ship those air rifles into New Jersey. <laughs> so it's not, it's not clear everywhere. I, I, I learned, uh, fortunately I didn't make the mistake, but I, uh, I could have easily. So, uh, so if you're going to use it, make sure the things legal in your area. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Then the, uh, comp- competition waiver program, just going yes. through the different parts. Uh, that's where somebody can go along, get a, uh, waiver for their physical disabilities doing NRA competition. Exactly. That and that's another one that I inherited, uh, but I totally revamped the, the application process. So it's for NRA competitions. Let's just say bullseye. You, you want to do bullseye shooting um, and you, you want to modify something. All you need to do is there's a couple forms there. Fill out your forms and give us some pictures and a good idea of, of what you need modified. And usually what happens is me and the applicant go back and forth two or three times to really fine tune their request because I have to take it to the protest committee and get them to sign off on it to go from a temporary to a permanent waiver. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm pretty diligent about uh, getting people a request that I think will pass the protest committee. And so far, knock on wood, none of mine have been rejected yet, but it does take a little bit of work. Um, and it's not just for people that are new to the, to the competition either. What I'm seeing a lot of is folks that have competed for many, many, many years. And then they had a hip replacement or something like that. And those prone positions or kneeling positions aren't as friendly. And so then they'll request a waiver and, and we'll go through that process with them too. Mm-hmm. It, keep, it keeps everybody on uh, equal footing because you don't have somebody taking advantage of it. You've got a bonafide, uh, uh, exception or exactly a wa- waiver that you can show them and say hey i've been it's been reviewed by a committee and and yep. this is the uh point behind it and we're very meticulous on those especially the 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 photographs we request uh that's that's where most of our uh, traffic goes back and forth with the applicant because that picture has to show us exactly either the equipment you want to use or the position you want to modify we need to see it exactly. And then the, the competitor carries that photograph, which is embossed with the NRA seal with their waiver. That way they, they show up to a meet or a match and they're like, Hey, I have this waiver and it has a picture. So then the folks running the, the, the meet know exactly what to expect. Everybody knows what to expect. So it's, it's pretty, pretty, we've, we've streamlined it pretty well. You know, something, uh, look at the website and realize, you know, we've got about 300 million people in the United States and a website says approximately 74 million individuals identify as, a, as being disabled in one yes. form or the other. Exactly. That's, that's pretty amazing. When you think about it, that's <laughs> a quarter of America. Yes. And, exactly. you know, I'm, I'm sure you know, that includes a lot of, uh, you know, senior citizens. Um, but yep. then, you know, a lot of other people that for one reason or the other have, uh, you know, difficulties uh, doing things. 
Yeah. And that's, um, yeah. I never realized it was quite that high. It is. And you know, one of the things now I don't typically say this, but, uh, I go to the uh, Americans with disabilities act. I go to their conferences and a lot, I've heard it from several of their presenters. They say that the, um, uh, it is the only minority group you can, anyone can join in an instant because things can happen very quick and and then before you know it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, we're all going to join eventually with uh, aging yeah. eyes and arthritis and, and, you know, hip and, and knee replacements, all those exactly. types of things. I mean, it's, uh, I don't, I don't remember when I was a kid, a single person had a hip or knee replacement because they just weren't there. I mean, you had old people right. and you had young people. <laughs> now you go along and I, I know people my, my same age that have had both knees replaced or a hip Certainly. replacement. Uh, I know, you know, my, my parents, uh, they have, you know, they've had joint replacements and everything. And, and the nice thing about it is I can see them go from before the replacement right. to being replaced. And it's like, you know, it's new lease on life because they can move around without pain. But at the same time, it's like, I can't quite do that position anymore right. you know they have knee knee replacements have a harder time kneeling on the ground than than previously but that's one of those examples to where if that person was very accomplished prior to the knee or hip replacement should that disqualify them from a competition or working along taking taking a class and i think mm -hmm. the, the bottom line is we really want people to come get training to enjoy the shooting sports and working with a program like you've got dr joe it really gives them a lot of outlets to be able to say okay we can adapt it this way we can go along and find something that'll fit your fit here that'll make it easier for you to do this movement and exactly. those are all things that as instructors we've got to work on because some disabilities are very easy to see other right. ones are harder to see but either way instructors are there to go along and make that person the best they can be with what they have. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's the ones that, that aren't as obvious that, that I think kind of knock our instructors back a step because they they'll be blazing along and they won't even know that anything's up until the student is like, Hey, you know, right on the line maybe. And it's like, Hey, mm -hmm. I got this going on. And now the instructor's wheels got to turn fast, you know? And, and mm -hmm. I, and I think that that can stumble them up, but, I tell you, I say that, but then I get emails and calls constantly of instructors in that moment that came up with some genius stuff <laughs> right in that moment too. So, <laughs> you know, I guess it, 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 uh, it's inspiring to them too. Yep. It, uh, rise to the, <laughs> we got to rise to the occasion, figure out a way of making people uh, exactly. successful. I was in a class one time with a guy who had a stroke. So his dominant right side, what he, he had lost about 20% mobility on that side. Right. So he's still able to move it and such, but lost a lot of strength to it. He had yeah. to do everything with his left hand. Now think about if you had to use your non-dominant hand to do something, especially what, uh, you know, where you've got most of your strength. That, that makes it tough. Yeah. But at the same time, we got him through it. He passed the course because he was able to do it safely and shoot accurately. And he felt very successful about it because he said afterwards, he wasn't sure whether or not he was going to be able to pass it because of his oh. stroke. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, it's one of those where as an instructor, you say, that's my job to help you be the best you can be. Exactly. And think about what you did for that guy. And now I can go off into the weeds here, but think about it. That stroke had literally changed his life, it, not for the better. He, he was one day he was there and the next day he was a guy who had had a stroke and mm -hmm. he was thinking of himself differently. His family was seeing him differently and he got to come out 
and in that course beat that stroke you know what i mean he got to do that and that to me that's 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 like i said that's why i show up to work every day <laughs> exactly well hey dr joe um appreciate you coming on today where can instructors find more information about the nra adaptive shooting program mostly at the adaptive shooting website which i gave you the link for okay. that's that's the best place to start uh, just for an outline of, of specifically the things that I'm doing, but then also let me grab it real quick. I had sent you that link for the uh, NRA Explore page. Yep, Nick. that also is the a good Explore place. Explore.nra.org page. There Thank will be, you, sir. They'll, they'll be <laughs> they'll be on the show notes as well as the email address for adaptive shooting at nrahq.org if people yes. want to get a hold of you and either send you videos, uh, send you pictures about what they've done or ask for advice as far as what they should be doing to make people successful. Definitely. And, and if, and if it turns into like an email, turns into a call, turns into, you know, anything else, I am more than happy to do it. I, that's, like I said, that's how the, the program has grown is I see what people, I try to see what people are calling me for, what they need. And then we build something for them because mm -hmm. it, it's the classic of you're probably not the only one with that question, you know, and if I, if I get the same question enough, then I can, I can branch out and include things that I hadn't, you know, I wouldn't have maybe thought of on my own. So please hey, do get a hold of me. Hey Joe, a quick question. If somebody's listening to you here and they're thinking why wow, you'd be a great speaker at our next uh, social event for their say club or their organization, something else like that, can they get a hold of you to come out and speak? They sure can. Uh, now, this is something I've proposed, and I we had some scheduled for late last year, but then, the, or I'm sorry, earlier this year, but it just didn't work out. But yeah, reach out, and I'll see if we can connect the dots. And I think the biggest, um, the biggest, uh, I don't want to call it a hurdle. I'm struggling for the word, but all we want to do is we want to get a, a a nice group. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, not just a handful, but like 20, 30 people and get them all together and give me an email and I'll start the process. No promises, but I will do my best because uh, one, I love that stuff, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. If they can get it, get, get you the information earlier, the better, because I'm sure you're certain, you know, if they give you six months, it's a lot easier to schedule you than if it's uh, you know, six weeks out. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm East coast that that's not a barrier. West coast isn't a barrier, but the further away you are, the more planning I'll need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, if it's a drive from Virginia, that's less planning than flying to Phoenix. So. Yep. Perfect. And you'll be, uh, any idea if you'll be doing the adaptive uh, program presentation at the NRA annual meeting again uh, in Nashville this will. year? Okay. Yes, sir. I certainly Perfect. will. I'll be doing that. And the, as far as I know, I'll be doing that in the adaptive equation, which is our instructor only. And then I'll also be doing both of those at the next personal protection expo. Okay. So anybody who's going to the annual meeting, Purse Protection Expo, check out Dr. Joe's uh, presentation. Uh, one will be instructor uh, focused. The other one is open to anybody to uh, yes, you know, really kind of get an idea of what, what should be done and what they should be considering is maybe, maybe people don't understand how much, you know, the age is really affecting their, their speed or affecting their <laughs> eyes, di different things like that. And exactly. they need to, you know, reset their expectations with it. So yep, that's recalibrate. Great. Yep, exactly. So mm -hmm. thank you, Joe. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We have a few requests for our loyal listeners. Follow us, encourage other instructors to follow us on social media. If other instructors don't know about us, they sure can't uh, take advantage of the great information we have on our podcast. 
please leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts at. We are now on iHeartRadio, which is great for us and get more exposure out there. Visit our sponsors, especially Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Make sure to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. If you have any ideas, questions, feedback, please email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy to making gun owners more knowledgeable. Remember, stay safe and be adaptive. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.